I just want to be an ordinary student in a university. Wait, that is not exactly what happened, right? <laughs> Find out the realities on Uni Saga. Woohoo! Hey guys, finally we're on a new month. Now, don't say I didn't tell you. July is the month where I came into this world through that you know what tiny little hole. So if there is anyone else out there celebrating birthdays this month, hey, happy advanced birthday! Welcome to the Cool Kids Month. Uh huh. Also, if you wish to find me, you know, drop me some love and some social attention. I'm accessible at I am Daniel O'Neill. So yeah, take that note down, okay? So alright, back to today's topic with me, Daniel C on Unisaga. Today we are gonna talk about depression. Cause fam, social issues are real. So I mean like just this year alone, newspaper headlines are painted with teenagers, college students committing suicide, and all due to depression. So for today's session, I am not alone because right here in the studio, I've also got a guest from an NGO called uh, Befrienders uh, KL Brunch and seated right here with me it's Victor Tan Hi Daniel thanks a lot for introducing me Hey no worries that was a really brief one but how are you are you feeling comfortable right now? Right I am cool Okay that's great so okay Victor first thing first um, let's get right into the cracks of mm-hmm. it uh, what okay. kind of service do the Befrienders provide? So essentially we provide uh, what's known as emotional support uh, we give our callers a space to express their innermost feelings in a way that they feel that they won't be judged okay uh, we keep everything they tell us confidential uh, and the primary mode through which people contact us is through our helplines uh, which we currently run 24-7 365 days a year so we're currently the only centre in Malaysia that's uh, running a helpline support centre uh, on such a basis Wow, okay, I am, I am pretty impressed. So anyone listening to this, if you ever need help, uh, someone to talk to, Befrienders is definitely one of the many organizations out there that's ever ready to give you that emotional support you need. So uh, one more question, Victor. Uh, how does the organization, uh, I mean like, sorry, I mean, what kind of people made up Befrienders organization? Well, we actually, we have got uh, people from all walks of life. I mean, the youngest uh, volunteers we've got, uh, like around the age of 18 to 20, the oldest, not quite yet as touching our prime minister, but pretty <laughs> close. Yeah. So yeah, we've got a whole range of people from, um, from all ranges of ages, uh, all walks of life, uh, all races, all religions. Yeah. So we're very open, uh, very welcoming group of people. And that's because uh, we also reflect, that reflects the fact that our audience, uh, people, sorry, our, our clientele, people who call into us also come mm-hmm. from all walks of life. All mm. yeah. And I was, I was understood that you come from a different field of expertise as right, well, sure. but uh, you've been wo- volunteering and helping mm-hmm. uh, people suffering from depression for right. quite some time now. Right. Yes. So yeah. uh, what, what kind of uh, uh, field uh, do, do, uh, do you come from? Oh, well, I work in the area of IT, which is, yeah. Yeah, so yes. uh, maybe yeah. I would like to know more. Right. Like, like, how do you come about uh, joining right. Befrienders? How, yeah, that's a great question. So I think for the vast majority of volunteers, we actually come, we come to this line of work isn't something that you would typically associate with volunteering. I mean, usually when you talk about volunteers, you'll be like, you know, helping out the old folks home or helping out with stray cats and dogs and stuff like that. So yeah, working with people who are, 
emotionally distressed or even suicidal. It's almost like a calling of its own. And how I personally came into it was that I had a very, very good friend of mine. Um, and this was like about 15 years ago. And he was uh, afflicted with suicidal ideation. I had no idea. And he was about to go off and kill himself. And um, he actually met a stranger and the stranger talked to him and kind of somehow miraculously convinced him not to go ahead with suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like the good Samaritan story. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's how I came into it. But a lot of other people uh, in our center who, who, who come into this line of work, they do so because uh, they've had personal experiences. Uh, maybe they've had a member of family who had died from suicide. They may have struggled with suicidal ideation at some point in their life. Uh, or they might have known someone who, yeah. Alright, so I've also got one more yeah. uh, little question. So, sure. uh, the fact that you've dealt quite mm. uh, an amount of people, like, right. okay, how many people have, have you talked to uh, pertaining to depression? Pertaining, yeah. So, let me just give you an idea of our statistics. So, last year, we got around uh, 27,000 calls. Wow. Okay, in the whole year. So that That's that a lot. yeah, that comes up to about seventy seven calls a day. Mm-hmm. Uh so typically as a volunteer, we'll normally be in the center for about four hours, about three to four hours every week. Okay. Mm-hmm. So during that period of time you probably expect to take about um anywhere between three to five calls. Okay, three to five calls. So fifty two, so I'm fifty two weeks, I've you know, one year you got fifty two, so fifty two times three that works out about hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I've been about in the center about 10 years so I probably talked about to about close to 1,500 people yeah wow that yes. is a lot of people yeah. that, that you have you have, yeah. you have spoken to yeah. so mm. okay we should, usually when, when it comes to things like this right. uh, people that call you right. what usually runs in their mind oh, because I, mean, I think this yeah. is something that many of sure. us don't really understand as right. well like unless we mm. are going through it personally sure. mm. then so but I think you would know because you, mm. you've, you've talked to many of them and they speak their minds to you so what usually runs in their mind? So are, are we talking specifically about depression or just in general about what issues call us? Uh, uh, I would say people who are going through depression. Depression. Yeah. Okay. One of the key things that I notice or that we notice about uh, people who are suffering with depression is um, the, the state of their emotions. Um, it's very intense. Sometimes it can be intense in a sense it's really low, very down, very sad. Uh, but sometimes they ha- a lot of people talk about this emptiness. They don't actually feel anything. Okay, and this is one of the characteristics of people who struggle with depression. They have like a big hole inside them. I mean, that's how they describe it anyway. It's like a big hole inside them where it's just that big emptiness and they don't really feel anything. They don't feel anger. They don't feel sadness. They don't, you know, they don't feel the kind of emotions we feel. It's kind Jeez, of like, wow, Victor. Yeah. That is really a heavy one. You it know what? A- how about joining on a short break first and we'll dig more right into it after. Sure thing, Daniel. Hey guys, welcome back with me, Daniel C and Victor Tan. Hi there, Victor. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Yeah, so he's basically from the Befriender scale. And so guys, we barely scratched the surface of depression earlier. So you know what? Let's continue the discussion. So earlier we were talking about, uh, you've spoken to quite a number of people and they felt like there was a great hole in them. Mm. I still cannot get, what is it like to be in that state of mind? Yeah. Well, you see, that's that's one of the difficulties that people who have depression face. Uh, they just feel like no one can really understand what they're that, going that, that, through. That, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, it's a really thing, right. hard thing to understand. Yeah, but but maybe if I can give you an analogy, an analogy here, like let's say you've fallen madly in love with someone, right? And you're okay. trying to describe this feeling of love to someone who's never fallen in love before. Can you imagine? How, <laughs> I mean, this is the positive flip side of the coin, that's right? True. But let's take it on the negative side. I I. 
I I what I do is I I when I go on the internet and I read uh, mm. various descriptions about from people who are actually going through through depression, right? We've actually had people who have emailed us and they give a very long poems. These people are really poetic. They they describe they have like really long poems which kind of try to they use to try and express the internal state they're in. Uh, and it's it's really poignant, very touching as well. I can't really recall some of this off the top of my head. But one of the things, one of the impressions I get is they, they say like, um, having depression is like drowning in water while seeing everybody around you being able to breathe and walk. That's how it feels like. Wow, that is really deep. Guys, yeah. this is... It, it, it reminds me of this uh, Netflix series, 13 Reasons yeah. Why, mm-hmm. uh, where this girl went to this... Uh, uh, Poetry club and they and they wrote some 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 poems and stuff, but you know what? We're not gonna talk about thirteen uh, thirteen reasons why yet because we're gonna get to it later. But now, personally, I have never encountered anyone who mm. is in an attempt of suicidal. So, right. are there any warning signs of someone in depression, or rather, how do we know if that? Person is going through that that drowning that, that that drowning thing when everyone else is uh, breathing. Okay, great. So, actually, if you guys just check it up on Google, just type like uh, warning signs uh, depression or warning signs of suicide. You know, there are a whole bunch of uh, websites out there by uh, very well known medical organizations as well as suicide prevention uh, organizations. So, uh, you can get a list of that. But I'm just very quickly going to run through them here. So, some of the main things would be like prolonged feeling of hopelessness and helplessness. Uh, so, this is prolonged. A long period of time, um, and uh, they have a major change in their eating and sleeping patterns. They either sleep much more or they sleep much less. They eat, start eating, suddenly start eating much more, or again, they stop eating. Uh, they become very irritable or angry. Uh, they withdraw from contact with their family and friends. Uh, but they, how do you know when someone is just simply bad tempered? Or, or someone who's just going great. through No, I think depression. that's a great that's a great yeah. question, Daniel. And in fact, um, the thing is, if you go through the list, uh, so I've given you some of the yeah. uh, symptoms and you can check the rest of the symptoms on, online as well. There, there are a variety of websites that list those symptoms. But the point here is that if you notice someone is showing like about or is exhibiting about five or six out of ten of these symptoms, then you would say like, okay, that it's becoming more and more likely that this person might be struggling with suicidal thoughts or suicidal, suicidal feelings. Okay. Mm, are there any... Taboos when it comes to people like that Like is there something that Is there certain things that we cannot do Or can we do kind of guidelines to it Okay So that's a great question and Because I'm I, afraid yeah. like you know Sally You might just take a knife And then like you know Just even cutting bawang in a kitchen <laughs> Might just remind them like You know what I want to go to suicide right now Okay Yeah Um. Okay well First of all First off Let me address one of the Miss Or uh, one of the misconceptions One of the popular Public mm-hmm. misconceptions That people have about about trying to reach out to someone suicidal and that is talking about suicide okay so generally we meet our friends you normally ask how are you doing how you, you know how things are going for you but you generally will not ask your friend uh, are you feeling suicidal or have you thought of killing yourself oh wow okay, okay. <laughs> you generally won't like alright uh, yeah. <laughs> you look really down there have you thought of killing yourself <laughs> I mean you don't normally ask your friends that right <laughs> don't ask that eh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah exactly so right yeah I mean yeah. And, and one of the reasons why we don't do that is because we are frightened that if we do that we actually kind of implanting the thought in their head or we might mm. be influencing them to it and so the first thing I want to clear off is you can't do that you can't actually implant the thought in someone's head and in fact the research is very clear on this is when you broach this topic you actually give these people a chance who actually might be reluctant to talk about it to actually openly talk about it 
Okay mm. So like You know I've had so many calls Uncountable number of calls I can't recall them anymore Where I broached the topic Of suicide uh, With a caller on the phone The caller doesn't even Talk about suicide The moment I ask the question They open up And there's a whole bunch Of stuff that they start Talking about that You would have never Have imagined If you were listening To someone talk about That specific problem I see So yeah. all they need Is just someone to talk to Exactly And they need someone Who they feel they can That they can trust That they can connect with That really empathizes With them Uh, you well the thing here is you really can't get into the head of someone who's 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 going through depression unless That's of right. course you've struggled with it yourself personally. Yeah. But they they want to at least have the feeling that you're making an attempt to try and reach out to them. You're ah, making an attempt I to see. try and connect, and they are very sensitive. They can know whether you are being honest, like, honest or, or, or you're just or, putting a, on on a show. Exactly right. So yes, I see. Okay, and yes. let's say if yeah. we ever save someone who attempts suicide. Right. Are there possibilities they will attempt suicide again in the future? Yes, unfortunately, the statistics on this is rather sad. Okay. Uh, it does show that people who have attempted suicide uh, in the past are more likely to attempt suicide again compared to someone who's never made an initial attempt. Then, in that case, mm. I mean, if that if that someone decides to die again by suicide, then right. does that mean there is? Nothing else that we can do. No, about I it? I think there's a lot we can do. So the first thing, of course, is um one thing I want to kind of bring up here is that suicide is highly correlated with certain mental illness, specifically depression. So you will see a lot of not all, but a lot of people who die from suicide were also struggling with depression. So if you know that someone is struggling with depression, then you can try your best to support him or her. Uh, emotionally with, Yeah, emotionally And many other ways There are many ways That you can help To support someone It doesn't necessarily mean That you just have to be there And sit and listen to that person Okay mm. I mean, that's obviously one way But you can also help out In many so- small ways Like small gestures Like saying Just checking in on them Once in a day You know, sending a WhatsApp message Hi, how are you doing? We're just thinking of you just now uh, Maybe buying something for them And you know, taking them out Giving them a surprise treat Or something So it can be something Really small Uh, it doesn't have to be something really big, okay? Mm. Uh, but you know, collective effort of a group of people around one person. So if you know one of your friends who's like struggling with depression, and you know you you know a whole bunch of other people who are around that particular person, you, mm-hmm. well, all of you like can kind of work together as a team to support him or her. I see. Yeah. Jeez, all I can say is depression is not really an easy one to handle because right. it's human emotions Absolutely, and yep. brains we're dealing with. So exactly, Daniel. And, and one thing about humans are they. They are very complex Absolutely And sometimes It is almost Very hard To really understand What goes through mm-hmm. Someone's mind Absolutely. Even like Right now I don't. I, I can't really tell What are, what are you right, thinking Maybe right. you want to Makan uh, Ketupat ke Or something <laughs> right, right, right now sure. But but yeah. yeah You know what peeps Time is running short But right. we're not gonna Just stop here Because like I said There is still So much more To uh, mm. to, uh, to explore About depression And So you know what people Join me and Victor Again next week Where we uncover Uh, what are some of the cases he has enco- uh, encountered with or uh, how can he help uh, people going through depression and possibly talk about the famous Netflix series uh, 13 Reasons Why. So people stay tuned for more only on Uni Saga at Ice Kacang Podcast. And if you haven't downloaded the app, people follow us on Facebook, uh, IG, Twitter, all only on Ice Kacang MY. Is there anything else you want to add on, Victor? No, I think that's about it for now and I'm looking forward to talk to you again on that topic uh, in our next, next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So till then peeps. This is Daniel C. Okay, begun.